HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Campari. For more information, visit Campari.com. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. You're listening to In The Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Joe Campanelli. We have just a few days left for Altalinea. For those of you who liked our frozen Negronis, our outdoor patio, our wine list, come on in. Sunday, October 9th is going to be our last day. And from now until October 9th, we will be doing 50% off all bottles of wine. Raid our cellar. There's a lot of great stuff left. There's Capilano, Palo Bea, ton of great wines you can get at 50% off of the of what we've been selling for all year round. And come have one last frozen Negroni. It'll probably be pretty chilly at night, but it'll still taste delicious. Uh, I hope to see you there. Also, I just got back from harvest for Anona for my wine project in Abruzzo. Uh, we harvested everything by hand. We brought in the 2016 Montepulciano for Moto Antico. Um, it gave me a really great appreciation for what goes into uh, hand harvesting, doing everything by hand, uh, working in the field. It was backbreaking work and, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was also absolutely beautiful in Abruzzo, uh, this time of year, like 70 degrees during the day. Uh, we were actually a little scared. The last few weeks have been kind of rainy, which is something you don't want to see, especially getting close to harvest, but it pushed the vintage back about a week and a half, still kept, uh, sugars, uh, pretty moderate. So we're gonna have like 12 and a half percent alcohol in the Moto Antico, um, with really great acidity and uh, I can't wait for, uh, for us to release that wine. All right. I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, we have in the studio with us today Jorge Riera. He's the wine director for both Contra and Wild Air. Um, these are two places on the Lower East Side that everyone is uh, freaking out over, not only the uh, Extraordinary Food Program, which just won uh, uh, James Beard Award, but uh, his incredible natural focused wine lists um, with extremely delicious small production wines from around the world. Jorge, welcome to In the Drink. It's great Thank to you. have you. Hello. 
Um, how did you get into your lists are known for being on the more natural wine side. How did, how did you get into first interested in, in these sorts of wines? Well, I gravitated towards these wines working in a small French beach uh, bistro years, years ago. And <clears throat> not knowing, I just gravitated towards the Beaujolais and wines from Alsace. And when I started to figure out, one of the earliest wines I had was from uh, Marcel Lapierre. Uh, and then I started with Foyard, and I'd like to drink these wines with low alcohol, very uh, bright fruit expressions of earth. But I didn't really know anything about it until I started to dig. And when I opened up Baltazar back in 97, working with Jonathan Nasseter, who you know, mm-hmm. uh, he did a fantastic list for the time that wasn't, you know, no one did a list like that. I mean, we were selling Dart and Rebo and, you know, Cotois, a Soho crowd that was unheard of, and people were gravitating towards these wines. Then I did a visit in France in 2003, which really opened my mind up with what they were doing in France in the Loire at that time. And, you know, working at a small bistro on Red Hook, which was one of the earliest uh, restaurants to focus on all natural. Uh, wine list. I want to give a shout out to Arno Ehart uh, from 360, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a amazing. Uh, he put an amazing uh, wine list together, and after that, I never looked back because once you start drinking these wines, that's all you look forward. And you know, once I started networking with everyone in France and meeting other people, it's you know, I just kept hungering and thirsting for more. You know, and these are the wines that I drink. These are the wines that I like to show people. I think they go very well with food they brighten food up and you know it's just a a great thing what they're doing with wine now you know yeah i mean a lot of these wines are the same wines that i i like to drink in my personal cellar i have more lapierre and foyard than than anything else and it also helps that uh, my girlfriend Alyssa loves to drink them as well so that works out nicely um but what is it that you that uh, you like so much about these wines well i love the expression that they give of terroir i love the the way they capture what the fruit is what the grape is okay they, it really expresses itself in the in the glass and it's something that i look forward to like drinking i drink a lot of gamays i drink a lot of pinot donis i love romorantan you know all these like ancestral varietals uh gamay chardonnay gamay de Auvergne. i love the wines from the Auvergne. you know it's something that it's a taste that once you get addicted to you're always looking forward for that taste it's not covered by wood it's not covered by high alcohols Mm -hmm. it's got a nice balance they always bring out the ripeness in the fruit it's just something that i really love to drink you know yeah, and I, I find that uh, there's there's a lot of individuality in the wines, Absolutely. too, right? Like, you can have so many, there Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. It's not that that, you know, there's certainly some, some fine ones as well, but that tastes so similar, right? And yeah. you have wines that are made like this, even if they're from the same grape, uh, from the same region, they have such distinct personalities. Yeah, they, they express the, the vigneron. Uh, once you get to know the vigneron and what they're about and how they tend to their vines and what they're doing in the cellar, they're really expressive of the person that's making the wine and very individual in that way. And how did you get teamed up with uh, the guys from Contra? It seems like an all-star team there. Well, I befriended them when I was running the bar at at Ten Bells, and they were coming in almost daily. It was basically their office when they were looking for the space. So I got to know them. They knew some of the same people that I knew. They had just come from Europe, so they knew all the guys at Verole and you know, Chateaubriand, Inaki, and all that. So 
we got along great, and they were coming in every day. I think they signed their lease in 10 bells, no <laughs> funny enough. So, you know, they opened up, and I kind of supported them from the get-go, and, you know, the wine director there left earlier than need. They came to me, and I was in the transition, and I just jumped on board and just changed the whole wine program around. Yeah, and really, uh, timing is everything there, yes, I guess. Yes, yes. Amazing. You know? And these guys are doing something really beautiful with food and, you know, really on top of it. They really understand, and they are really supportive of what I'm doing, and they let me, you know, spread my wings, and, you know, we haven't looked back since. You know, it's been nice, and we've been fortunate with all the press and everything that we've gotten. Yeah, yeah, I mean... It- the food is outstanding. I've been to Contra, and it's this, it's a, a tasting menu that is just beautifully composed, very nuanced and elegant, and delicious, uh, and a great value for the yeah. for the level of, of food. Not that you should raise the prices. Don't don't tell them. <laughs> to. But the, uh, the it really is such an outstanding uh, value. And as you said, there's been so much uh, fanfare, and people have been really excited about the food. And I imagine people come there and uh, being attracted to everything that's been written, so written about the food. Do you find that the that uh, the people who are come come for the food, come for all the awards? Are then also as interested in the wine? Uh, do, you, are, do you get some guests who are like, yeah, can absolutely. I just have like a normal wine or something like that? Well, no. I mean, we have a, a crowd that comes in for both now. I mean, people are coming in for the food, but we've gotten a big, you know, wine drinking crowd now, which are coming in for natural wines. We get a lot of chefs from Europe. We get a lot of crowds from Europe from, you know, the same networks. We do a lot of pop-ups with chefs from abroad. Mm-hmm. And... All this crowd now comes and they gravitate towards the wine and food, you know. You know, the fact that they can come in and drink a nice glass of wine with great food, they love it, you know. Once in a while, you do get the people that say, what is this? It's like reading a Chinese menu and, you know, Chinese. But, you know, but once they get to appreciate it, they really love what it is, you mm-hmm. know. They, you know, I, I, I gauge every customer whenever I have to. I'm not going to give them, like, a hardcore wine if they're not used to it. You know, I had a customer... A couple of days ago saying we're from Sonoma we don't know these wines and I opened up I did a wine tasting uh, pairing for them and they loved it you know and they were just like we never had wines like this this is incredible we're going to come back so it's nice to hear this day in day out you know even with the people that are not used to drinking natural wines yeah and how do you go about pairing the natural do you think there's anything that it, that applies more with natural wines when you're, when you're doing these these pairings with food oh uh, well you have to know which I mean you're not going to pair a, a wine that like oxidizes in like you know an hour or so but you know I I do a really radical wine pairing program at Contra, and it goes all over the place. You know, with off sweet, demi sec, bubbles, rose, whites, reds, and people love it. You know, because it's not a normal wine pairing. You know, you don't get the set wine pairing, and it's a lot of fun. And you know, it goes very well with what it's the kids are doing. White and rose and no. red. It's no, all over the place. It's all over. You know, it's macerated whites, mm-hmm. you know, that people are not used to drinking. And, you know, they, the, the <clears throat> attitude and the expressions that they have after having these wines and pairing it, it's incredible. You know, when they drink the wine, they say, 
it has something, but when I have it with the food, it just like opens up flavors mm. and you know. So I'm the type I'd usually prefer to get a, a whole bottle and and experience the bottle ac- across the meal. But it sounds like, yeah, you convinced me that next time I come to Contra, I want to try. It sounds like a really fun approach that you're taking yeah, to the wine. Yeah, it's a pairings. fun approach, and also I I do have bottles that I challenge people with, and a bottle that'll go through the whole meal. And they, at the end of the meal, they're like, this is incredible. This bottle, like, it'll be a white with, like, the whole, or a light red. And, you know, they're really, they're so happy in the end. Yeah, yeah and that, I mean, that's the best thing, be able to see that immediate exactly. sat- satisfaction. And how do you go about, other than, all right, th- these are established natural wines, what's the next level? Like, how do you, how do you go about choosing the wines within the, the scheme of natural wines that exist in the world? Um, and that's already a big limiting factor, but within those, how do you choose what you want from Well, those? many of the wines that I have, I know the growers personally. I know what they're doing. Uh, you know, I support them. And, you know, I just, I do a lot of tastings. People know, you know, the people that taste with me, I, you know, I'm constantly tasting and you know, discovering new things. And when I go to fairs in Europe, you know, I discover a lot of new things and hope that things are imported. And there's so many wines that are available in New York that's, I mean, sometimes people that come from France, they don't even see these wines there, you know. So, you know, we're fortunate. And the New York City is like a huge market, you know. And I just, you know... I've I've contoured a list, contoured a list in Contra for the food there, and I contoured a list at Wall there for the food there. So they're both very different. Nothing, nothing's the same. You know, they're both natural. They're both very different from each other, and <clears throat> I just you know go with what I taste and what I like and what they're doing with the food at the time. And that's how I go about choosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've been to Contra, as I said, a few times and absolutely loved it. I have not yet been to Wild Air, but everyone I know loves Wild Air. I feel like <laughs> all my all my wine drinking friends uh, are just super fans of Wild Air. Can you can you explain to us what the approach is for, for both of them, both in terms of the, the food and, and the wine? Because uh, Wild Air, I, I think of as a wine bar, but it seems like more of a restaurant. Well, yeah, it's it's a it's a wine bar in sort of like the Vervolet style, mm-hmm. you know. It's uh, this type of wine bar that you sit down. There's no bar, you know, and it's you know more European. It's like Manfred's. It's like a you know, it's a wine bar in that sort of way, and you know, it's more loose. It's louder. It's you know, people can do anything. They can stay there all day, all night, and drink and eat. Or they can come in for a glass of wine, have some oysters, and leave. You know, it's this type of transient crowd that's coming in all day long, which is beautiful. Great. And, uh, yeah, I I can't think of other places that kind of really exist like that, where you can go, I mean, and really have, you know, a whole meal. I mean, we think kind of think that, that we did that a little bit at Anfora, but really at, at Wild Air, it's another level of food, a higher quality, more thought that goes into the food to the point where you, you really could have like a full, a full meal there or just stop in for a glass of wine and a little bite. Absolutely. You know, in, in Contra, the, the meal is, is a more cerebral expression, you know, with mm-hmm. the wines as well. But in Wild Air, it's just a fun, you know, it's a lot of great flavors, you know, very simple food, very clean food executed extremely well with the wines to go you know we do a lot of large formats so we have a lot of fun sometimes i'll do a jeroboam by the glass and when people see that you know they bug out and i've contoured a list that i see you know two tops drinking a magnum 
three people drinking a Magnum, and I love, love that. that. You know, it's very the way that I was brought into this wine world. You know, just drinking this type. You know, and wine that's meant out. to be wine yeah. that's meant to be drunk. Yeah, a lot of those wines that you mentioned before um, are, are kind of on the moderate to low alcohol side of absolutely. wines, where you can really like go after them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's something that you you kind of tend towards as yep. well. Yeah, I like to drink a lot, so you know. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I want wines that <laughs> sure my that. body just easily ingests, and I can just knock them back without even thinking. You know, that have nice fruits that you know support the food that I'm eating, and that's it. You know. Yeah. Now, outside of of France, where it's clear you have mm-hmm. a, a true passion, and a lot of experience with that. What other areas of the world? Catalonia. Mm. Catalonia is doing something with wines that remind me of the Loire in the early 2000s. I mean, there's a lot of great young winemakers that have been to France have been, you know, influenced by what the guys are doing in the Loire and are working with these old varietals with low alcohol, with less extraction. I mean, Spain got a big, bad, you know, expression back in the, you know, 2000s, uh, 90s about, you know, high extraction wood. And now these guys are knocking back the alcohol levels. Fruit is coming forward. You know, they're, they're working with Anfora, you know, and Tinaja in Spanish. So in Catalonia, they're really, you know, doing some beautiful work. And in certain parts of southern Spain and Granada as well, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's really a beautiful region to discover right now. Granada, I didn't realize that there, there was some interesting wines. Oh, yeah, wines there's a, an amazing winemaker called Antonio Vilches uh, Valenzuela. Uh, he's in Granada. He's like a thousand meters above sea level. That he's been so influenced by what the guys are doing in in the Loire. I mean, I get no one really pushes these wines, and when I sell these wines in Contra, I mean, people are blown away. Mm-hmm. And he's doing reds at twelve percent, and you know how hot it is over there. Oh yeah, he's doing these beautiful whites with high acidity, a lot of freshness. Uh, you know, but Catalonia is a uh, is a very nice special. to look out for. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. On that note, we're going to take just a quick break. We'll be back with more of Jorge Riera, the wine director of the Great Contra and Wild Air here in New York City. Just after this. This is Burgundy by the Hollows on Heritage Radio Network. We'll be back in a minute. When you talk about Campari, one of the first things that comes to mind is the inimitable and ubiquitous Negroni cocktail, a favorite of Heritage Radio Networks. Joe Campanelli, host of In the Drink on Heritage Radio, talks about the interesting history of the Negroni cocktail. The the classic Milano Torino, which is better known as the Americano cocktail, which is Campari, good red vermouth. Use good red vermouth like Carpano Antica Formula, Contrado, Cochi Vermouth di Torino, one of those, and soda water. Then later on in its uh, history was transformed into the Negroni, which substituted good gin for the soda water, something a little bit stronger. Count Negroni spent many years traveling the Midwest, the Southwest of the United States, found a penchant for strong drinks, and later went to London where he started to like his gin, brought that all back to his favorite bar in Florence and said, I'll take one of those Americano cocktails, but make it stronger, make mine with gin. And such was birthed the Negroni cocktail. 
Um, and now it's really popular. I find that people are asking for Negronis with agave-based spirits, uh, mezcal or tequila Negronis, especially mezcal, a little more popular. Um, so mezcal Negronis are really delicious. Experiment with your own Negroni recipe and enjoy it with Campari for a perfect cocktail creation. For more information, visit Campari.com. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, we're back with Jorge Riera from Contra and Wild Air. I feel like you guys are always doing such interesting, cool events, and uh, you have amazing chefs who have come from around the world, and I'm always like, oh, I wish I knew about it, and I only find out about it later. Uh, how, how do you find out? Uh, how do, you, do we find out? Well, mostly through social media. Okay. Uh, we post it on the Contra or Wild Air Instagram. We'll post it. Uh, we're going to do an event coming November 4th uh, for a precursor of uh, Isabel's uh, Raw Wine Fair that's happening here in Brooklyn, which is going to be a great event. Uh, Gutagao is coming, and we're going to do a dinner focused uh, around his wines. So that's going to be a lot of fun because he's it's the first time he's being imported into this country, and... You know, he's coming to New York for the first time. He's going to see what New York is about, what's what's happening with the wine uh, world here, and it's going to be a very interesting uh, weekend. Yeah, a lot of people are excited about the Gutegau wines. I tried my first one with uh, Dave Foss, who's the the uh, one of the wine is the wine buyer over at Anfora. Recently, he brought one back from Austria. He's like, Joe, you need to know about this stuff. It's so good. And yeah, I mean, that wine was incredible. So yeah. that's that's extremely cool. Exciting. So you're going to taste a, a bunch of his wines? It's yeah. Going to be like we, a dinner pairing? Situation. Yeah, it's going to be a nice dinner pairing. It's going to be a fun event. You know, it's going to be very loose. Um, and he's doing some fantastic thing. I think this year is the first year that he's started to work sulfur-free in vinification and at bottling. Uh, the vines are strong enough. You know, he's inherited his land through his family who are more conservative. And, you know, he's dialed back the sulfur usage and now it's like zero sulfur and it's, these wines are like fresh and you know vibrant and a lot of energy behind them great yeah and you mentioned uh the raw wine fair actually next week we are going to have as a guest on our show isabel legeron she's uh france's only female master of wine uh and she is the founder of the raw wine fair here in new york on november 6th and 7th uh i will be going to that i assume you're going to be absolutely going 120 growers in town it's going to be amazing yeah it's going to be fantastic isabel is doing a great thing you know, her book is uh, Natural Wine is a really nice introduction to natural wine. And uh, I did a, uh, an event with her about two years ago when the book release happened in Contra. And we had a lot of fun, you know, pouring a lot of the wines in the book and stuff like that with the food. It was it was a great, great time. Yeah. And now where else do you like to drink natural wines? Uh I drink natural wines at June Wine Bar. I go to mm-hmm. Four Horsemen a lot. That's a great wine bar yeah, in Brooklyn. I love Four Horsemen. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great spot. Uh, and I drink at home because, you know, working five days, as you know, yeah. you know, I like to just take it easy, yeah. cook at home with some friends and just pop bottles and just relax. Yeah, it feels easier to open up a lot of bottles at home, right? Absolutely. Like, boom, boom. Yeah, that, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. But the Four Horsemen, it's, it's, you know, I love the wine program that Justin Cherno put in, mm-hmm. you know. I love the vibe there. It's really nice, casual, and a really fun place to have a great time. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really a, a huge fan of that place. Yeah. Um, 
And then what are some of the, the wines that are on your list right now that you're like super excited about? Like where I know everything you have is super small production. And even me as like a wine professional, uh, I usually, when I see a list, I know so many of them and there's a small product, small amount of wines that I actually am familiar with on your list, which is exciting for me. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that, uh, Pascal Potea's uh, Pet Sec just came back. Mm. So we're pouring the Pet Sec Rosé at Contro by the Glass right now, which is a beautiful Gamay Pet Nat, uh, really dry, very fresh, good acidity. And we have the Pet Sec Blanc that's Shannon based at Wilder, which I do the American, the Vergano Spritz with, and we pour it by the glass. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, I love those wines so much. I think that's the best Pet Nat made right now. Also, uh, the wines from Loriano Serres, Montagut in Catalonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have his whites and his reds in. I love those wines. And the wines from uh, Jaramon Escoda. As well, I have special bottlings from uh, Claude de Tubeuf in the Loire. I got from Terry uh, Puzla. Yeah. Yes, Terry Puzla and Jean-Marie Puzla. I have the Pinot d'Onis that we're pouring currently out of Magnum, which is fantastic because it's the first year they Tubeuf has made a cuvee with Pinot d'Onis, uh, which is a grape that I just love mm-hmm. from the Loire. So, you know, I also have uh, Gravotte and Gerald Bums if you're very thirsty, yeah. which when is I, a beautiful Pinot Noir. When I first opened uh, Anfora, I had some Loriano Serres wines on the list, and that was like uh, six years ago at this point. And then I stopped working with them because I felt I found that there was a lot of, uh, the bottles were very different, and I really haven't tasted them since then, yeah, have they, have they Loriano's very rock and roll, which I love that about mm-hmm. him. You know, he's he's learning, and he's you know, I think his wines are on a level right now that are just quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, he's learned. You know, since then, I think I understand what you're saying. He had a lot of bottle variation, a lot of bottle variation. That's you know, know um, and you know, he was doing things. And as any grower, you know, you live, you learn, you get experience. And I think right now, what he's doing. You know, he's learned and he's at a level that his wines are just, I can't stop drinking them. Wow. Okay. It's one of the wines that so, I will, will love to see in every list that I can, hmm. so I can drink them, you know, but he doesn't make that much wine. He makes very little. I'm going back to revisit them because the, when they were on, I was like, oh, these wines are awesome. But then, yeah, yeah there was a lot of variation. Perfect. And then we had uh, uh, Talia Baiocchi and Leslie Pariso on the show to talk about their spritz book, which you guys should all check out. And they said that your, that your spritz was like one of their, I mean, in their international research for, the, for finding incredible spritzes from around the world, they really like love your spritz. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I mean, I got that spritz from uh, Terry Puzla at his wedding. Mm. He, was, he was doing it. After he got married, he was doing it with uh, Jacques Lasagne Brut Zero Champagne. Come on, yeah, and he's like, you got, you got to taste it like this, and I, and I was like, wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? And of course, I'm not going to do it with champagne. So, next best thing is uh, Potea's uh, Pet Sec. Yeah, you know? that's really, that's really great. But when you come into Waldair, hopefully this year before it ends, I'll give you a Vergano Spritz so you can be a judge for yourself. Wait, before it ends? <laughs> well, before the year ends. I oh, hope before you, the uh, year ends. I thought you were saying Wild Air's no, no. ending. I was like, <laughs> Wild Air's going to go on and on. Yeah. You might. Actually, the name is Wilder, which is the name of the horse that James Delancey had. But everyone doesn't call it that. Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, it's the name of the horse that bred the most winners. You know, I did so not know that. It's a homage to the LES and James Delancey. Yeah. But will that kind of be like in... Uh, in social circles if I was like uh, yeah can I please have a chocolate croissant <laughs> you know like you just say croissant because yeah, like of course. <laughs> cause maybe it makes it seem you know 
And I go, we're there. And then I don't know if everyone will even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And where does contra come from? Contra, uh, contra in Spanish means against. Mm-hmm. So contra is a name that just came up with, you know, that they wanted to do something different what everyone else was doing. So... I love that. And, yeah. and there's something that in the wines, there's something rebellious. It's, yeah, not, absolutely. it's not the easy way to go, right? Yeah. You know, it's like just, a very punk movement, you know? It's uh, all these, these vignerons, they all have the same, you know, they love the same type of music. They're, you know, way on the left and, you know, they're against everything. They're against what the AOC is about, you know, and uh, they're going back to their ancestral and reflections of, you know, like wines from Domaine Matassa uh, in the Roussillon and Côte Catalan. Mm-hmm. He's doing wines that, you know, were made 100 years ago, which are, you know, very light. I, I can blind taste so many people and they'll think his reds are like a poussard from the Jura, but they're like, you know, very fresh, very vibrant and energetic reds that are reflective of the region. You know, no one in the Roussillon wants to drink reds that are like at 14 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's hot as hell down there. Oh, yeah. You know? But, you know, he's doing some beautiful work right now, and I think he's one of my favorites. Roussillon's a really interesting area. Yeah, there's I a lot of great guys. tasting with Jules Dresner on yeah. Roussillon lines, and uh, that was super interesting. That's a place absolutely. to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. That's a place to look out for. Uh, all right. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, everyone, you guys should go to Contra and Wild Air, Wildair. <laughs> because those are outstanding places uh, uh, to drink natural wine. Say hi to Jorge. He's there five nights a week, and you know, and they're right next door to each other, so you can <laughs> most nights you find them at one or the other. Um, and I hope to see you guys at the uh, Raw Wine Fair as well. We have Isabel Legeron, as I mentioned earlier. She's on our show next week. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to Dave Tadishar, who produces the show, and Aaron Fairbanks, who uh, runs the Heritage Radio Network, and also to Heritage Food for putting this all together. Thanks to you for listening. This has been In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.